everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, that's never how I start it. That's not, <laughs> that's not the way I introduce it at all. Today, we're playing uh, yet another new game, a new one-shot um, as part of our pilot season series. We're playing the Fallout RPG, and uh, in a slight change of our usual pace, I'm not going to be GMing it. That's right. Mm -hmm. For the first Ooh, time yeah. in several years, Eden is going to be running the game. Indeed. Yes, it's been a long time since Shadowrun. Getting from there to here. Yeah. Been looking forward to it for quite a long while. Been a lot of planning. Yeah, AJ, I'm glad you said that. I yeah. nearly did. <laughs> getting from there to here. I know here. The, the full lyric is, it's been a long road getting from there to here, but like, it's yeah, been it's a long time. Enough. It's close enough. Yeah, so I'll, very... I'll cut this little... He Frontier Season it. 2. Yeah. Frontier Season 2. <laughs> In fairness, the song does have the bit where he goes, it's been a long time, but my time is finally near. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Anyway, today we're playing Fallout the RPG. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> we certainly didn't Indeed. record this at the end after we'd already done it. <laughs> so close. Yeah. Magic of editing. Yeah. Fix it in post. Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's all introduce our characters uh, who we're playing today. Uh, I, I, I'm a player today as well, in case you haven't realised. And I'll be playing the son of the overseer, Timmy Wibblington. Hello, I'm Mark. I've been on here many times before, and for the Fallout game today, I will be playing the character of Percy McGullard. Okay, and finally, we have a new voice joining us. John. Uh, hi, all. I'm John. Uh, this is my first time, so be gentle with me. Uh, <laughs> and I will be playing Victor, who is a bit of a mad scientist, uh, engineer kind of guy, prefers machines maybe more than people, but loves, you know, like, samples. <laughs> samples yeah. bit of a bit of foreshadowing there maybe oh, yes um but yeah are you looking forward to it, eden <laughs> oh 100 percent. i'd say so much planning for this and it, it i'm hoping it pays off we'll see you're here we know as we continue to pretend that we haven't just played it <laughs> the game yep <laughs> anyway um we, we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of fun recording today so um let's uh, let's get into it We start in the early hours of the morning. All three of you have been given express orders the night before through an intercom system in the uh, the vault, vault theta, where you all dwell deep underwater, under the pier at the end of. Oh, why? Why is immediately the name of the place evading me? <laughs> Remind me, AJ. Sorry. Twinem on sea. Twinem. Irrespective, you are each woken and make your way to the overseer's office. You have been given the task of arriving bright and early before anybody else is awake. It's 5am, most of the vault is still in bed, those that aren't are at their stations doing their work, and you quietly, each of you, make your way through the corridors to the overseer's office. The corridors are 
damp, dripping. There is the smell of salt in the air, though you probably can't tell that anymore because it's been around you for your entire lives. But what's clear is that the place is wet inside, and it's not a good sign because, well, it's meant to be airtight. Who do you think would have gotten up and made their way to the Overseer first? I think maybe, as I ask that question, I think Timmy would be the closest as the person that, like, he is the Overseer's son. So how do you want to approach the Overseer after you've left your uh, abode? He le he left earlier than you. Daddy's been out at work for a little <laughs> while, as far as you're aware. Um, I think, yeah, I've been thinking about how, how my character sort of sees his, his father and that, and I think with a little bit of awe and like a little bit of sort of I'm, I'm thinking kind of like upper class British detach detachedness sort of thing mm -hmm. you know it's, it's not a particularly warm relationship so I'm, I'm going to knock on the door formally you hear your father's rather tired sounding voice yes who is it uh, father it is it is I um, uh, Timmy Willing Wibblington your son Oh, yes, son, come on in. Good, good, good. Uh, as you enter the room, he is sat behind an overseer's desk. He is a man with a thick handlebar moustache. It's a little bit twisted up on the edges. He's looking disheveled and sweaty. He's clearly not been sleeping properly recently. And he's got one hand resting against his forehead as he pours over something in front of him, some text on some paper. And he looks up, doesn't raise his head, but looks up with his eyes and just goes take a seat the rest will be here soon uh, yeah, yes father I sit down in a chair keep quiet I've got work to do I, I keep quiet <laughs> so who's going to arrive next Percy that's me taking his time walking down the corridor not in any rush I'm just thinking to myself unusual for me to get the overseer's attention for anything. Well, I better see what it's about. And I... Did, did you close the door behind you? Timmy? I would assume they sort of open-closed. Yeah, I would have closed it behind me, I think. Yeah, they're, they're right. st standard vault doors as much as he pressed the button to let himself in. Yeah, automatic closes behind. Right, so I... I do the thing of doing a knock on the door and then hitting the button to open it. So I'm asking for permission to come in, but I'm coming in anyway. So as the door's opening, you're hearing the overseer going, yes, and his eyes have shot up to the door at the sound of it opening, and he's narrowed them slightly as he sees you enter. Ah, Percy, McGonard, yes, of course. Good to see you. Take a seat over there next to my son. Uh, yes, overseer, certainly. Walk over, and I say, oh, good morning, Timmy. How are you doing? I just sort of nod. I'm looking. I'm a little bit worried about what father's wrath will be. You you, are, you entered without uh, without waiting for permission. This will. Uh, I'm trying to look small and and not like an easy target. <laughs> the overseer's eyes shoot at you. He knows he's told you to be quiet, and this is a test of sorts. And you're passing it, but he's those narrow eyes are on you as you're being asked questions I'm not, I'm not I'm not opening my mouth at all I am sitting there quietly I'm if anything I'm not making eye contact with uh, with Percy do I do I have a sense of what's happening between the two of them that's up to you to some extent do you think your character is a socially perceptive person insofar as 
would you potentially have even done this intentionally, knowing that that might be the circumstance? I'll, I'll let you decide on that angle. Um, I don't think I don't think I would have known that. I don't think I'd have known that um, Timmy was scared of or his father or things he says. For my part, I'm just asking him. I'm just greeting him and saying, "How are you?" Asking you how you are. Okay. Can I? Det- I mean, do I do I notice that Timmy is looking a bit um, fearful? Shall we say? No more so than usual. I think right. nervous disposition might be uh, just the general part of the course for him. Okay, so it's just sort of it's it's gen- general everyday Timmy, and not uh, he's not touching cloth with fear at the moment. I'd say no more so than usual, but I think right. he might always be. But that's again, AJ, you tell me. Is he is he a particularly like? Is he always nervous? What's what's his demeanor generally? I feel like I'm most nervous when it comes to dealing with my father. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think I can be fairly friendly otherwise, but it's very much like a, I I'm a little I'm quite afraid of my father's you know discipline and uh, and, and such and you know very okay. much grew up in a uh, there to be seen. But definitely not heard sort of growing up thing okay so the overseer staring at his son sees the tension that's being created by this percy coming in and asking questions and he interjects and says percy we're not here for a conversation with my son take a seat uh yes sorry overseer good good where's victor i was dawdling okay so my character is is shitting himself because he's kind of someone that does like under like experiments in in the wee small hours uh, in various locations around the vault. He's worried that uh, that the overseer has found found some of his various experiments and is now mm-hmm. going to give him an absolute shit kicking. So my character has just been running around trying to like clear up any obvious signs uh, of what I've been doing, and now I'm racing to the overseer's uh, office so uh, I'm a little out of breath and I, I knock on the door that must be him now yes Victor come in oh. okay overseer before you say anything uh, I'm completely innocent why is everyone else here hey Victor Timmy. Victor just take a seat I'll explain everything Calm yourself down. I can see you've been running around like a blue-assed fly. Uh, okay, overseer. Yeah. Mm. With the three of you sat down in front of him, he steps out from behind the desk and starts pacing in front of you like an old general almost. I've brought the three of you here this morning for a very important mission of sorts. There is something that I need to tell all of you, but you must keep to yourselves, and this is not to be spoken about when this is complete. Am I clear? Uh, yes, Overseer. Understood, Overseer. I, I just nod nervously. Good. There will be harsh repercussions should I hear any whisper of this when all is done. Well, without further ado, the vault itself is in danger, and we need you, well... I've picked you to go out and solve our problem. You see, the pumps that keep this place dry and safe for us to live down here, they are at their end. The main pumps in this facility are at capacity. Victor, I know you tend to these things and have certainly must have some perspective 
on uh, what's going on. Uh, 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 well, uh, yes. Um, well, I, 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 obviously, I, I, was, I spoke to my supervisor and uh, I mentioned to him that the uh, I had well, uh, I mean, I hypothesized that. Get to uh, the point, Victor. Uh, one of the pumps, I believe, sir, is is faulty and would require a, 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 an incredible amount of resources to for us to to fix. Um, I suggested this in a report to him many, many months ago. Uh, yes, I, I have seen your reports and I've given them due consideration. And that's why you're here. As you say, a great deal of resources required to repair those things, and that is beyond us. There is nothing spare in here, as well you know. And he narrows eyes, as well you know, Victor. Uh, uh, yes, as well I know. Hmm. And we notice when things go missing, don't we, Victor? Um, yes, Overseer. Mm. We notice? Oh, shit. So, on the basis that we have no means of fixing the pumps, I have gone into the uh, database provided to us by Voltec when this place was built, and there is a contingency that has been un unveiled to me, but it lies outside of the vault, and, well, and he pauses for a second, you can see that there's calculation in his mind of how he's going to say this. I have found the most eligible individuals to take the initial scouting party and that gentleman is yourself what could you just say that one more time overseer <sighs> then listen up you are all about to leave this vault and do your utmost to save it that is the mission I have for you I see so I wasn't hearing things no uh, uh, when you say leave the vault, do you mean this vault? Yes. Uh, and when you mean leave it, do you mean out outside? Yes. Now, as well you know, we have not left this vault, no one has, for three generations now. And as much as we have a view on the outside through the periscopes and the few viewing devices that are still operative, we have never been out there. I found myself tempted to step out and look myself, but as overseer, it is my responsibility to stay here and guard the ship, as it were. The captain goes down with it and all. And as such, between your skill sets, and he looks over you, and he, as he says skill set, he's looking at Victor, and then his eyes fall towards Percy, and he looks towards Percy's physique. You can see him measure him up and down as he's saying this, and as he looks to his son, he quickly moves past and ends the sentence. With regard to your skill sets, yes, um, I, I thought you were the best for the job, and of course we need representative from the overseer class, so my son here will be joining you. He will be leading the party, of course, and you will defer to him in all decisions. I am, like, beaming. Uh, this is the most confidence my father has shown in me for my whole life, why he didn't pick my ridiculously favoured older brother in this is beyond me, but it's put out of my mind because I am the best person for this job. He said it himself. <laughs> and it's absolutely sincere. Uh, of course. I, I look over at Timmy and I give him like a, a reassuring kind of, good job, Timmy. But then I'm like also secretly super nervous now. <laughs> 
now. Victor, you being the engineer here, I'm expecting you to be able to bring a secondary set of pumps online. They are located at a nearby ballroom at the end of the pier. Now, I understand that some of the terms that I'm about to use may be unfamiliar. I know that the pier itself is something we refer to occasionally as where we're located. It is the structure upon which this vault is built, or, well, the, the structure which is built upon this vault, more so. Um, at the end of this pier are some buildings. One of them is a ballroom, what was once known as a ballroom, a place where people would dance and spend the nights carousing and such. And within that place, in the basement, is a failsafe device that Voltec had placed. Local enough that we should be able to get to it, but away from the vault so that it could be kept safe in case of contingencies. That is your objective. Percy, I, I note that you train on the regular, and that I've, I've seen you working on your marksmanship. So I will be trusting you with the defense of this group. Percy just sort of suddenly bolt upright and um, is sort of flattered by the the responsibility, but also slightly nervous because, you know, defence in the vault's one thing, but defence in the unknown up on the surface is completely different get the fish. So it uh, just says, um, yes, of course, Overseer. Um, I will do my utmost to defend the group should the need arise. Glad to hear it. Step up a lip and all that. Rest assured, I have equipment that will assist you in this, which I will dole out to you in a moment. And of course, Timmy, I expect you to be doing your utmost for the vault. This is where you prove yourself as one of the overseers. Uh, I will not let you down, Father. I see that you don't again. Well, without further ado, let me give you uh, what I have. We don't have much in terms of weaponry or anything like that down here. We certainly weren't bracing ourselves for a fight. Uh, what I do have for you is this one electrified baton, which I will allow you to pass out to whoever feels they're most effective with it. And uh, for you, Percy, I have a Walther PPK. This has been a family heirloom since we entered the vault itself, and I have eight rounds for you. So, be sparing... He passes these over to you. I put my hands out, and I take the, the Walter and the ammo. Uh, the ammo, is it in a clip? Is it in a clip, or is it in an ammo box? Um, it's a clip. It's loaded. The gun is fully loaded. Right, okay, so it's already preloaded. Uh, safety catch? Um, yep, yep, safety's on. Good. So I take it, and I say, um, thank you, Overseer. I will use them sparingly. Now, are there any questions before I send you out there? I appreciate that this is all in haste, but needs must. The pumps are rapidly failing. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. Now? Yes, now, Victor. Do you have a problem with that? I was hoping that maybe it would be through all of me to possibly go back to my room to pick up a few bits and pieces. What kind of bits and pieces do you need? I could certainly provide more if you need things for the mission, but what do you have in mind? Uh, you know what? It actually doesn't matter. But can I just ask that nobody, you know, go into my room while I'm away? Hmm, you can ask it. Uh, 
Then well, we'll see, we'll see, based on the success of this mission, how much of a conversation has to be had when all is done. Fair enough, Overseer. Thank you very much for this opportunity. Never let it be said that I'm not a fair man. Overseer, I do have a question. Yes? Um, the, the surface where we're going, I mean, obviously, we're down here protected from, you know, what was the big one. Um, but in terms of conditions up there, what should we expect when we go topside? Well, a majority of what we can see through the periscopes is ruined buildings, architecture. Uh, there is the ruins of the local fair nearby to the ballroom itself. Although, unfortunately, most of the time weather conditions simply don't allow us to see that far as well, you know. Um, so on the clearest days, I don't know if you, any of you three have seen it. Perhaps I have more time myself for simply observing. But I, I've certainly seen movement. Though I couldn't make out exactly what, whether it was animals or if there was... I, I can't imagine that there's people out there. Uh, father, if, if we are to run into any uh, 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 other people... Well, you, uh, you're probably right, there won't be any people out there. But um, what should we do? Well, I'll leave it to your discretion and leadership, but... Oh. I think the most important thing is to make sure that this place is not revealed. Your mission is paramount and secret. Whether anybody knows we're even here is questionable. I have my doubts, given we're out of sight. But I can't help but think that anybody out there would be desperate enough to try and get in here if they found out. So keep quiet. Mum's the word. Mum. Oh. Yes, yeah. yes, your mother will... I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring her up. It's fine. Um, I want to. I put a reassuring hand on on Timmy's shoulder. The overseer narrows eyes at you again, as if like I'm not. I, you can see he doesn't approve of your like liking his son and having a friendship with him. Like you're, you're the wrong type. <laughs> I look away. Well then, if that's all the questions, anything else that I can provide you with information-wise, I, I could probably try and find a little more equipment if you've anything specific in mind, but you know things are limited down here. So I did want to carry some, like, flares, that some homemade flares that I'd made, or, uh -huh. and, and um, uh, a pair of, like, so I, I, my character would be wearing them, like a pair of, like, goggles that uh, are, are good enough to block out the flare is okay is that something that i'd be allowed i'm trying to think justifiable wise why would you have the flares on you right now because you didn't um, know what you were yeah, coming in for I, I didn't know that that's the thing that i wanted to get from the uh from from my room before we left but then i figured it, it might it might alert too many questions if i if i did ask for it so i figured i might just leave them but i've still but is it okay to wear my goggles Totally with the goggles, I'm thinking if you really want to push your luck, you can try a charisma check and try and persuade uh, you speech to try and persuade the overseer to let you go back to your room. Do you want to do that? Uh, yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. My charisma I was, was going to say, as, as team leader, maybe I might have a go at talking my father into letting me go and get a couple of items from my room as well. Okay. Um, but... 
So narrative-wise, which one of you wants to jump in first then as the person with the initial idea? Oh, my charisma score is so bad. <laughs> I think uh, I would sort of be seen to be sort of stealing myself after the uh, the maybe slightly trembling lip at the the mention of my mother. Um, uh, father, before before we go, might I, might I really quickly grab a few items from my, my chambers? Um, hmm. And he scratches his chin and then kind of tidies his moustache with his thumb and forefinger. And he looks at you and goes, Hmm. If you could roll for me and do a check against your speech, which will be your charisma plus your speech. So that's an eight I'm aiming for under. So 2d20, and we're hoping eight and under. Oh, I got one success. Okay, it was difficulty one, because you're his son. He goes, well, I suppose so. Be sure to wrap up warm, put on those thermal underwear that we had made. It is going to be an experience breathing out there for the first time, or at least from what I've read, there's this thing called wind. It's like the air will move around you. I'm terribly sorry. That was my breakfast. <laughs> he narrows eyes. Goes, well, very droll, very droll. But yes, you can go and get things from your room, and I guess the other two of you, if five minutes is all I'll give you, get right back here. We don't want anybody seeing you wandering about and asking questions of why you're up so early. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Overseer. The Overseer, having heard the seen him like bowing and being kowtowing and what have you he pinches the bridges of his nose and shakes his head and just waves with one hand go on get out there get those things and get right back here yes father i ran off as soon as he said it was okay to to go <laughs> so we'll go with you then first jonathan as you've uh, as you've ran off what are you um, scurrying back and getting i'm picking up my three uh, uh, my handful of homemade flares Okay. Maybe a, a bottle of chemical, uh, like a, a a load of chemicals, just like a, a a collection of chemicals. Seeing as I've already got my um, I've already got like a multi-tool and stuff. So just like uh, various uh, chemicals in vials, <laughs> like a little kid science kit kind of a deal. <laughs> yeah, like a little science kitty kind of thing. Okay. I'll give you that. Okay, so you got some basic sort of element elementary stuff, a few kinds of acids. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. Okay. If you want me to give you like further detail on what those chemicals will be, I can I can send you a, a message. I'm I'm willing to leave it open to imagination to a great extent. We'll I, I mean, we'll see what you come up with. I'm, I'm, I'm game for whatever. Let's see. Thank you, thank you. You're you're such a benevolent DM. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> give um, him time, John. Give him time. <laughs> So, um, Percy, were you going back to your place, or were you sticking with Timmy, or what are you doing? I'm probably walking the corridor with Timmy, because I, I haven't followed Victor. Mm -hmm. So, I imagine Percy will catch up to um, Timmy and say, um, everything all right, Timmy? Uh, uh, yeah, yes, just, just excited, that's all. <laughs> um... Uh, it's none of my business, but are things usually that difficult between you and your dad? Uh, I don't know what you mean. Mm. It just seems like he puts the fear of God into you, that's all. Well, that, that, that's normal, isn't it? 
You got to respect one's elders. True. True. Can I have caught up with them at this time? By this time. Um, I think your room is away from Timmy's in particular because you're off in the engineering quarter area and Timmy's off in the overseer's office, which is kind of very close, not the in the office itself, but close to the overseer's office. So I think they're going to need to get there first and then you can catch up. So, yeah. So I say, yeah, that's true. You do have to respect your elders, but... Uh, I'd, never mind, forget I said anything. As long as you're all right. Uh, yes, well, thank you, thank you for your concern. Uh, perfectly fine. <laughs> Good. Uh, with any luck, you're fine, and I'm fine, and Victor is, well, Victor, as Victor as he can be, as far as I know him, which isn't a lot. We should be, uh, we should be fine. With your leadership, we should be home in time for dinner. Yes, this is a chance for me to finally show Father what I'm made of. So, are you actually getting anything from the room, or was this I all am. I, I have some, Okay, I have some things I want to get. What you got in mind? So, I, I Percy, I'm, I say, well, okay, I'll just be a moment, Percy. Please wait out here. I close the door behind me. I will pull out a photo of my mother. Mm-hmm. Put, put it in a pocket. I have a fairly well-worn old copy of Twinemon C, a tourist's guide. Just from before the um, uh, before the the big one <laughs> that I've been thumbing through my whole life, and I will put that in my pocket as well. Um, mm-hmm. I will consider picking up my teddy bear, but I would think it's uh, probably best he stays here. We wouldn't want to get him into trouble. Um, and then I will pick up my dream journal as well. What's, <laughs> so, out of what's the name of the teddy bear, AJ? Uh, Winston. <laughs> Winston Wibblington. Yeah. The third. The third? <laughs> yes. Okay. So, with those items gathered, as you exit your room, that's when Victor is, is kind of wandering in that direction and spots Percy in the corridor first. Oh. Okay. I got what I needed. Uh, Ready? Uh, well, can't believe it. We're, uh, we, we, we go, we will. We're, we're going outside, you know? Um, it's going to be. It's well there, you know. Um, I guess let's go, you know. Didn't Father want us to return to him quickly? Oh right, yeah, sure. We should totally do that, man. Timmy, your father is the overseer. Yes, the overseer. And then I follow behind them and back into the into the overseer's office. As you enter the overseer's office, he's back behind the desk and he looks up and goes. Looks at his watch, in fact. He goes, that was seven minutes. <sighs> this doesn't bode well. I'm so sorry, Father. Yes. Well, double time once you're out that door. Okay. Right. Make sure he looks at the uh, door to his room and presses a button on his desk, and you hear, like, a thunking noise as that door locks. Okay. I've never actually done this, so let's give this a go. Sl- gets up. Behind him is a big bookshelf, and he slides one of the books to the side, and there's a keyhole behind that set of books. Pops in a complicated-looking key, turns it, and you hear some very loud creaking and screeching, loud enough that the this is definitely going to have resonated through the entire vault. And you can see a brief flash of panic on the overseer's face. Shut up! 
shut up, oh, shut up! Oh. And slowly, the bookcase separates and opens up, and an elevator door opens up in front of you, wide enough for at least two people to walk through. Just out of interest, what was the book? <laughs> uh, oh, I'm trying to think if it's old enough. I want to say The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The screeching stops, and you can see a sweat dripping off of the overseer's forehead. Quickly, quickly, get in there. People are going to wake up from that. They've been banging on my door any bloody second. Uh, yeah, yes, Father, yes, Father. Come on, come on, chums. Uh, Either way. Right. And he goes, hang on. And he grabs Timmy by the shoulder. He goes, you two get in there. One, one second, I need to have a word with my son. Yes, Overseer. Yes, Overseer. Come on, Victor. Okay. The Overseer pulls Timmy to the side, just far enough away from the door that he can whisper in a hushed voice, and he leans in for it, and he goes, As as well you know, this is your last chance. Now, I don't want you getting hurt out there. And he reaches into over to his table and pulls the desk drawer open, and inside of it, it's a deep drawer, and inside of it is a World War One helmet. He pulls it out and plonks it on his son's head. He goes, this is to keep your, you safe. Now, here's, here's one more thing for you. Now, keep this to yourself. He passes over a flag. Pocket this. Keep it out of sight. If anything goes wrong, if they steer you wrong, if they're in trouble, if anything's happening, you fire that flag and I'll be watching from the periscope and rest assured, help will be on the way. But only if you're in trouble. Y yes, Father. Uh, I, I, I won't let you down. Yes. There's a boy. He taps him on the shoulder, and pushes him off towards the door, and steps around the corner to look at the other two. You'd better do right on this. I've got a lot riding here, especially you, Victor. Yes, Officer. He presses a button from outside the door closes and you start to feel a rumble and a very uncanny sensation you've never had before as the elevator starts to rise oh my god it's fascinating this thing how long how long has the uh, the structure uh, the vault slash structure been here it's, be a, it's approaching a hundred years okay my character is just he's fascinated by the the wearing and the like because he's never been obviously into this section He's kind of theorized that there was something here based on what he's seen in the in the schematics. Uh, but like he's never actually been here. So he's he's looking around and this is fantastic. He's just like, oh my god, this this mechanism the mechanisms that control this thing, the fact that they still work after this much of this amount of time is it's outrageous. But wow. Incredibly tempted to accidentally set the flare gun off right now. But I'm not going to. <laughs> um, just, just for um, reference sake. So, am I adding metal helmet to my to my gear? Yes. Okay. Yes, you get a little bonus because you're daddy's boy. Yay! <laughs> Dad, daddy's boy, who he doesn't really like very much. Well, he's not. It, it's that thing of like he he's a typical upper class British parent where it's like he hates the runt of the litter but he it's also his son and he, he treats him badly but sometimes he'll do little things to be like oh, I, I do care just a little bit <laughs> don't want you to get immediately shot in the head so 
Is there any more reaction to the elevator ride? Are you having any more conversation before we come to the surface? Because it's a little bit of a wait there. I'm going to say that this is at least a five minute ride. This thing is, it's not only under the water, it's partially like a lot of the vault itself is in the rock under the water. I think, so, um, I think Percy's kind of like enjoying the novelty, the sensation of sort of rising and thinking this is, uh, this is new. This is, this is fun. This is, this is slightly terrifying. How well do I know Percy? You... Do we not know each other at all? Do we know each other, like, in passing? I mean, you all live in the vault, and it's a relatively small space. I forget, what was Percy's sort of, like, role here, like, in the in the vault itself? What was his job? Kind of the, the, ev- the, the everyday guy, whatever job needs doing, he'll do it. He's kind of jack-of-all-trades to a certain degree, but he's, he's capable with a firearm if necessary. Mm-hmm. So okay. he, he, I imagine I, I've seen Victor around the place while doing odd jobs, bits of maintenance here and there. And so he's he's like a floater then, like he doesn't have a specialization. Yeah, and... There's no need to call me a shit. You know, <laughs> well, especially a friendly atmosphere. Using workplace terms. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm a floater. So I think it might be fair that you guys have had some interaction. Whether uh, I'll leave that down to you guys, whether it's friendly or business-like or whatever. I think passing. And Victor, as he walks by, and I just look up and go, all right, and then carry on. Okay, then I, I'm i not going to endear myself. I'm just going to, like, look over at Percy and just, like, nod. I'm like, all right. What's up? Although we've kind of already, I guess, introduced yourself. Maybe we already, I guess we already did that in the office, kind of. Yeah, well, that would, in in a me, in a meeting setting at, at this point, we're kind of like having to figure out if we actually like each other or not. Okay, cool. Uh, I I look over at uh, um, at Timmy and I and I just reiterate that I'm like Timmy, think uh, that he is not going. He's not a curious guy, is he? By any chance? Like he's not gonna, you know go into sector into that sector where I've been doing my uh, my experiments right like he doesn't oh, know oh no 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 he, he doesn't leave our office he, he'll probably send Jenkins to go uh, I'm I'm aware of Jenkins I guess <laughs> <laughs> yes Jenkins is the second in command let's say and and very much a toady the 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 hands of the overseer where the overseer is the eyes okay well, I hope Jenkins doesn't find himself in that tub that I have, because that is that is a large vat of sulfuric acid. Oh, that's well, yes. I, I hope he doesn't find himself that either. He um, promising to te- teach me how to play cards. Well, he better not put his hand in it. Ah, uh, hand, <laughs> hand of cards. Very good, Victor. At that moment, as you say those words, you feel like a clunk and a thud. That that strange sensation of being pushed into the ground a little bit stops. And the doors start to once again screech very loudly. And the elevator doors in front of you open. You can see the second set in front of it, like the, the protective barrier, let's say. That is slowly grinding open. And bright daylight. Floods in. Ah, what is that? 
I'm gonna put my goggles down. I put a hand up to my head and try and shield my eyes. You're all certainly dazzled for a moment. Victor is the first one to be able to focus, followed by Percy, and then slowly. I, I think it's a fun, I, I like the idea that Timmy's helmet's maybe fallen down over his eyes a little bit at this moment and has helped, perhaps. <laughs> I, I did not adjust the strap on it at all when it was put on my head. And it's just, it's kind of wobbling all over the place. And I, as I kind of went, ah, the, the sun, it's just kind of fallen down over basically like at a jaunty angle on the front of my head and the you said a world war one so i'm picturing like a sort of you know the ones with the the sort of the thin brim kind of Mm -hmm. that's kind of thinking of yeah yeah that's kind of over my eyes and i'm sort of holding it in place like ah what am i looking at here so as each of you manage to focus you are met by a fairly ruined boardwalk most of the boards in front of you are broken and fallen into the sea. You can hear the sound of crashing waves and the smell of salt in the air, which you're kind of already, like you're immune to that, you're nose blind because it's what you live around anyway. But there's something different in the air, like there's what we would think of as freshness, but to you it's completely foreign. This, like the air is strange, it smells bizarre. Oh, that's fascinating. This whole area is fascinating i'm like my character is like looking at the floor he's looking around him but he's kind of like on the floor looking at it and kind of trying to see if he could work out what the the floor uh, is comp- composed of so maybe i'm giving the floor a little lick so the actual spot that you've come out on is the end of the pier itself and it's about 200 meters down to the end of the pier so a little ways out Um, And, as I say, a majority of what's in front of you is kind of ruined. You can see as you step out of the elevator itself and look at it, that it's been, it was kind of like flush with the floor. It was like a metal grated platform and that it's risen up and revealed this exit. And in front of you, the path to get to the boardwalk and away from this is very much ruinous. Through the center of it is a what was once a very thin line of kind of stalls but for the most part these things have fallen to pieces and they're facing out in both directions so there was like a left and a right route back down the pier with shops and stalls lining the way but each of these is falling to pieces and as said the floor in front of a lot of them is falling to pieces most of it looks like it's eroded it's just not there I think I would like each of you to do a um Oh, in fact, it doesn't really fit the system, but I want to do some kind of perception check here. So I'm trying to think of how to apply this. Of like, I mean, we've I got want... perception as a just a general that, yeah. attribute. Yeah. If you want us to get a sort of general perception check, I would go perception survival personally. But that's yep. I think that's a good call. So we'll we'll go for a perception survival check. Yeah. This is difficulty one, by the way. Okay. So my perception, which is seven, plus my survival, which is three. Uh, I have to get less than 10, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, I'm aiming for less than 7 myself, so... Oof. Oh, shit. Okay, uh, I got no yeah. successes. I got a 5 and a 2, so yes. I Does that work? Both okay. Two successes there. So, Percy and Timmy are kind of squinting out and are struggling to see like a clear route out from here. 
because of the goggles mostly, uh, Victor has managed to sort of like look at the area and because he's a very intelligent man, has plotted a route through most of this ruin. He can see that, yes, a lot of it is broken down and there's not really a good way forward, but he can definitely figure out a route here and that maybe a few planks here could be moved. You could make a little balancing beam to go across there, that kind of stuff. And yeah, you've got that information now. Right. So um, if I wanted to like, yeah, put some of the planks together and kind of fashion ourselves, fashion something. Fuck. I knew I should have got some rope as well while I was, while I was back in my room. Damn it. Um, all right. How can I get us across here? Is there enough loose material for me to kind of fashion something across, do you reckon? Yeah. As I said, I think, I think that like you could, could move a few boards, mostly just balancing them in places. You're not necessarily needing to like stick anything together or anything like that. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So yeah, I, I go, guys, I, I think we can go. And then I point to over, I point over at the, through the debris and at the uh, at the path ahead and then i say we need to clear some of this stuff up first though before we go anywhere can what can we see what what can we actually see other than the pit like have we got a view of the coastline um it is still early in the morning and it is fairly chilly and there is a lot of mist kind of covering the area. It's just at the point where the sun has risen, but it's not completely cleared everything. So you can kind of see just about the end of the pier itself. At this point. Okay, but not much else. No. Alright. Where, where you're stood, and because of the way that everything's broken down, you can see to see beneath you in certain locations. You can see the water moving, you can see the beach, and the beach itself is strewn with bits of rubble. Uh, there are scorch marks in a few places, and there's also large swaths of seaweed you don't know that it's excessive but to our eyes it would be a very large amount of seaweed has sort of crept up from a certain part of the beach and is making its way onto land right pulled out my um tourist guy and i'm sort of thumbing through obviously it's 100 years and a nuclear war out of date but do i find anything about the pier in that uh yes you do um there is a brief history of the pier it had existed since the 18, late 1800s. In typical British fashion, it existed because this place was once thought of as a place to go for health, healthful reasons. You go there to a sanatorium and you breathe in the sea air and you feel better. And the pier was to aid that, to get out over the ocean so that you could smell the smell of water and what have you. And uh, beyond that, it describes a variety of the, the sort of like amenities. It talks about the stalls, like the delicious foods on offer. And what have you, there's a few pictures of that kind of thing, and to your eyes, it's unfathomable what it would taste like. There's certainly a question of, like, oh, it looks interesting, but I'll never know. And you, maybe you could look at some of these stores if you're interested to try and find something along those lines. But I think that that's, I, I came down without having breakfast, so I think that's got to be Timmy's personal goal number one is to see if there's any of this um, delicious pear food left over. <laughs> um, <laughs> A hundred years later, but we can find out. Um, so on that basis, then maybe as you're, when you start to move across the bridge, I'll, I'll let you know what, yeah. if any stalls have anything, any indications. Maybe just subconsciously, like in, in, as I'm moving, I'm kind of drawn to the remains of the stalls rather than like 
perhaps the direct route you know from one end of the pier to the other i'm sort of like leaning oh. towards one side to be like i just want to have a quick quick look okay so on that basis um percy what do you want to do first before i say anything else are you doing anything in this moment i think with percy's sight coming back he's sort of taking in the surroundings but then he, he turns his attention to the walter pk that he got and fumbles with it and eventually manages to pull out the clip and just check that there are actually eight bullets in there just to sort of reassure himself that he's actually got what the overseer gave him not they didn't trust him but it's you know self-assurance mm-hmm. never take somebody just at face value or what they say yep, especially there, when there the situation are, calls for it there are indeed eight bullets the gun is in relatively good condition given its age it, it's certainly not been used you can tell that much but it has it seems been maintained as best as possible right Percy satisfied with what he sees and then puts the uh, clip back in and Make sure it's cocked and ready. Okay, so in this moment then, after you put the clip in, you look up and in front of you, you can see Victor kind of doing mental calculations, pointing at like bits of wood and pointing at other spots. And then you can see him just working out to himself. And at the same time, Timmy is looking down at his guidebook with the helmet kind of shifting forward a little bit on his head, you can see. And he's stumbling forwards towards where all the broken planks and a lot of like openings in the floor are and he's not really paying attention and i would like you to do a hmm in fact how would you like to try and stop him because he is brief moments away from stepping into this and victor is far too consumed with his calculations to have noticed that this is going on right so noticing what's about to happen i i i yell Timmy, stop! Don't move. Okay. On that basis, I would like Timmy to take a survival check. Perception and survival. This this is your sense of preservation and ability to pay attention to your surroundings. Another seven that I'm <laughs> aiming for here. <laughs> uh, zero successes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Kaiser. Right. Timmy takes a step forwards and his foot falls straight through the floor. He stumbles forwards. The guidebook flies forwards out of his hand and clatters onto a nearby bit of wood. It thankfully doesn't go into the sea, but it's out ahead of you on a little bit of broken down platform. My book. As he falls forward, his arms go out in front of him and he grabs a piece of wood in front and he manages to place himself basically full height pressing up and down with his feet, holding himself in place horizontal. I like to think that my, my character is still really deep in thought and hasn't noticed all of these shenanigans <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah, you've turned off slightly different in a different direction, like you've got your back to all of them. <laughs> it's fascinating. Look at all these things that I can do stuff with. Oh my goodness. Anyway, stuff. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just off in my own world. Help. Help! Help! Uh, Percy at this point is going to take a few steps forward and try and grab um, Timmy by the the arms and haul him back onto a stable piece of wood. Okay, I want you to do a difficulty one strength athletics check. 
eight, so I'm looking for ten or less. Oh. Two seventeens. There's no successes. No. As you step forwards, your foot gets caught on a piece of the broken wood. Not nearby to one of the holes, but quite you basically took one step and then fell immediately forwards. You've not fallen entirely over, you've fallen sort of one knee. Your foot is slightly caught, your left foot is caught between two planks. So, so I, I go forward and go, hang on, see, oh, shit. <laughs> the noise of that is enough to startle Victor. Oh, huh. Uh, oh, wow. What has happened here? Okay, so I'm looking at two people stuck in... Wood. Stuck in wood. Right. Help, Victor. Timmy okay. being the obviously most pressing one where he is, he, he is holding his entire weight through pressure. Okay, um, I will... Tr- I will race... Well, not. I, I want to slowly... Looking at, so I looked over at my surroundings and I'm going to slowly reach out and kind of help Timmy back up. Okay, because you're being paced about it, I'm not going to make you do a check on this one for the actual getting over there and trying to get him, but let me just double check your character. You are not no. a particularly strong person. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, because this is life and death to some extent, I think we can do a combined check here. I don't want to steer you too much, but this might be a lucky opportunity, AJ. Sure, yeah, yeah, why not? I'll use one of my luck points. So, how do you want to use it? Because we've got um, a few different purposes for the, okay. the luck points themselves, and for the rest, of, for sake of you guys, the rest of you, because he's got ten luck, he's got ten luck points to spend across the course of this. You guys have also got luck. You've got luck based on how many points are in that stack. So, um, John, you've got four. Uh, Mark, you've got four as well. So, do you want to use luck of the draw to get? This probably isn't the one, but a helpful fact, um, background information, or a password, or something like that. Uh, do you want to stack the deck and use one point of luck to instead use luck as the main skill to pass the check? Uh, do you want to use lucky time into act immediately? That won't really work. Or do you want to have a reroll on something potentially for one point of luck? I think maybe stack the deck because that then gives me a ten mm-hmm. as my base skill. Uh, But it does depend on what we're doing. So, we're going to do a combined check between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're both going to roll uh, your strength athletics. Okay. Although, obviously, in your case, um, AJ, it's going to be with luck. So you've got 10 luck for that. So that's going to be, hopefully, in your favor. 13 Um, is better than 8. And you need to get a (laughs) 4. And I'm going to say that Timmy's not actually that heavy of a guy. I think, yeah. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, like, I think mean, that's fair to say. So it, it's going to be a difficulty one because as much as you're not strong, Victor, he is pretty scrawny as well. And like your weight isn't like he's his weight isn't going to pull you off the side so much. So that's not an issue. Okay. And that's no successes. <laughs> you, you can use more luck to try I, and take this one if you want to I'm going to re-roll. Die. Yeah, I'm going to use another point. I'm going to re-roll. Um, is it just re-roll? I got one success. Yeah. Okay. So. Maybe I won't re-roll then. What happens then is Victor grabs um, Timmy's wrist 
and he's, it's a firm grip. Ow! From working with all those tools, he's got a strong hand. And he clings onto you, and Timmy immediately panics and starts flailing. Ah! <laughs> Victor pulls him up, manages to sort of like use his own weight as counterbalance. Like, again, thinking about this, he sort of falls backwards, pulls him up, brings him back up to the surface, and you've saved the day. Victor. Holy oh, shit. What? I was going to. What? What? Ah, right. And then I look over at, at Percy, and we're like, Let's go help Percy. In the meantime, Percy, you're trying to get your foot out. <laughs> so let's see if you have just about done that by the time they get there. So let's try a strength athletics check. You're going to try and muscle one of the boards on your feet to sort of like pull it away. Okie dokie. Nine, one success. That's all you need because it's weak boards. The, the thing starts to splinter and pull away and like it's all, almost soft to the touch. You can sort of like really it, it, it's unpleasant you can feel how much water has saturated this thing and yeah it squishes away from your foot and you finally manage to rest it free and step to your feet uh, uh, that was annoying uh, well done victor uh, timmy uh, timmy maybe don't put your nose deep into a book when you're walking on treacherous ground i would since i would uh, concur with that suggestion well, where's my book? My book. I turn around looking to see where my book landed. It's all right. It's over there. But grab it carefully. It's it's going to be on the path that Victor has figured out. Okay. So as, as you... Are you happy to start moving down the, the pier at this point? Yeah, I think we can yes. move safely. Okay. Well, I want to move safely. Yes, yeah. And Victor's certainly figured out the route on that front. So he, he leads the way and points you through and, as I said, like, guides you through moving a few planks here and there and what have you. You grab the book back. It's it's scuffed a little bit and one of the pages got torn a bit. Oh, no. But it, it's still readable. I sort of try and put the the book back together and just make sure the page isn't going to fall out. So who wants to hear about this pier? Silence. <laughs> the wind blows. <laughs> Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. We'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, July 6th for part two of this awesome Fallout adventure, and we hope you'll all join us for that. In the meantime, you can find links to all of our online presences at pretendingwithdice.com. That's our Discord server, our Ko-Fi page, our merch store, and much, much more. Uh, So yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.